founder of Living EVs. I am um, Andre from uh, the YouTube channel, The Electric Norwegian. Cool. So we have you on today because you've driven a bunch of very interesting electric cars and we'd like to talk to you about them. So we know that you've driven the Porsche Taycan. Can you give us a brief overview of that vehicle? Uh, it's a four-door sports saloon, I guess you would call it. But um, started as a concept in 2015, as the and then was launched, was it uh, earlier this year? Uh, people compare it to the Tesla. It isn't because the Tesla is a completely different uh, product and, com and competes in a different market segment. Uh, the only thing they have in common is that they go very, very quickly in a straight line. Uh, apart from that, the Porsche is a completely different product. It's rides and handling and every other metric you can throw at it. Except in space. It is relatively cramped to be such a big car and pricey. Yeah, I had that same same uh, problem when I got in the, the car. It feels closed in a little bit. I don't know why, but I like the big glass roof and the Taycan, though. I think it's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. So, did so, you get... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. No, you, you can ask a question. <laughs> no, you can ask a question. <laughs> no, no, you can ask it. So, so, how would you compare the interior quality versus, I don't know, the... Yeah, like, how would you compare the overall interior quality and what... I mean, it's like a Porsche. We know that. So... Like how how would you rank the materials inside the cabin? Not caring about materials inside cabins for years, but it experienced quality or whatever you call it. It's kind of a, 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 a it it doesn't necessarily say if the car is good or not. Uh, I mean the Toyota works forever made of crap plastics but but it is of course built to a different level of detail and you can feel that and you can see that um, and it's great it, it, it's, it's it's a great place to be it uh it it of course built to a different standard than for instance a tesla uh is it as good as the audi i think there's a toss-up between them because both of them are very very good at building uh using good materials and building cars with a high level of fit and finish. Um, do I agree with the layout on the screens? Not necessarily, but that's a personal thing. And, and you know, that's my opinion. It's not necessarily, it shouldn't stop you from go buy one. So how would you say the overall fit and finish is on the Taycan? Because there were some reports that the fit and finish was not extremely great on some of the early models. Well, to be honest, the car we had, the press car, I had a, oh, not the press car, the demo car, it actually had a rattle. Small mm -hmm. rattle coming from somewhere behind me, probably in the 
what one of the rare doors. It's not a big issue, and I'm sure it's just a clip or something that's broken. But uh, it's you know people scream, oh Tesla rattles and Tesla this, and then just you, you get the demo car from one of the best sports car manufacturers on earth, and it rattles. So you know, this is what it is. Yeah. So we know the Taycan has a uh, two gears. It has two planetary clutches. Yeah. Could you feel it? When yeah. you... It was very strange because we all, if you, we all know the story about Tesla in the other days developing the the, the roadster building in somewhere in Asia a, a two-speed gearbox to get the metrics they wanted. Everything broke. Didn't could not make it work, and and then they just managed to make it work with one gear or a reduction, and then they just stick to it, and so does everybody else. And then you pass, I think, you go above 130 kilometers an hour, which is what's that? Should be like 70. Yeah, 75, 75 stuff like that, and, and and it does that very quickly. So you don't have to go. Oh, I'm going to speed now. You just floor it, wait a second, and then you blow every possible. <laughs> so you know you pass a car, and they're oh, I have to brake now because I've done X kilometers an hour. But that's that's how any sports car. It's a very strange feeling because you floor it, and then it just shoots, and then it changes gear. It's like what, what, what change? This is an electric car, and it changes. It's just very strange. So does it feel like more torque flow down? Or it feels like you yeah, have it, yeah, power. yeah. It's it, it's much much stronger and bottom range. Uh, the bottom range it doesn't have a bottom range, but you know what I mean. Uh, my long range is, I think the numbers are relatively equal. It's not that far off. I'm not entirely sure of torque in the long range for Tesla Model Three, but you feel the Porsche, the 4S that I drove is much stronger in, 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 in the entire, from, from the off. It's it just much more uh, oomph and it doesn't really, it's much more relentless and it pulls a lot harder. So, uh, so it, it, I, I didn't expect that. I was thinking, well, you know, it's not that, that far off when you look at the numbers alone, but numbers doesn't tell you the feeling because it feels entirely different. So have you, so what trim was that? Was that the uh, 4S? The 4S. Turbo? Yeah, the 4S. Just, just, just the 4S. Just the 4S, yeah. Yeah, because so, it's still a car demo. Let's see, base price in Norway is about 900,000 look, which is for simplicity, let's just make that $90,000. No, not new, yes, yes, 90,000. But it's a Porsche, so everything, single thing you see costs money. Um, outdoor, as it stood, that was 1.4 million, which is 140,000. Hmm. Uh, so that's, uh, let's see, that's a new, that's a new standard range plus almost just in the, just in equipment. <laughs> so that is a lot. Yes, yeah. it is. So have you ever driven like a performance model three or s or yeah, anything I've drove i've been lucky i've driven out the s8s and porsche 911s and corvettes that's 15 years ago now but still and i drove the performance three before mine just because the, the first demo cars that came to norway last march i think or last year in march uh, they were performances 
Um, I, did, I had my car in order, but it hadn't arrived yet. So I just said, can I test it? Yeah, just test it. And this, this, was, this was before the performance upgrades we've gotten. And it was probably the most ferocious thing I've ever come across. I've driven uh -huh. an S, a performance S, and I never, ever, ever, ever managed to give it 100% throttle because I didn't have the space. It was, this was in the city. And apart from that, the three, because it's more sporty, it's lighter and it's, it's more nimble. It is so much, it is just incredibly ferocious. All right. Uh, when I, like you, the performance Model S, I never had enough space to really do anything, anything crazy in it. It was just down and then let go, let regen yeah, It still rips your head off though. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Model 3 is, I really like the new, like the Model 3 driving characteristics. And so when I got into the performance Model 3, it, it felt like my Model 3 standard range and just with like twice the horsepower, looking at the same motor in the front. And it's, uh, I love it. I mean, really fast. It, um, no, it has what? 70% horsepower, <laughs> I think. Something like that. Something like that. It's, it's a lot. It's just the way it's delivered. Yes. And that's what gets you. Because you can come with your Porsches and your Lambos and your V10s and all that stuff. And it's fantastic. It's great fun. But it's just, you can't really match that. Right, Not for yeah. the price, anyway. I mean, in Norway, a performance costs, what's the new price? Uh, I think below 500,000 Norwegian, which is... This is not a correct con con this is not a correct conversion. I'm just making it very simple to say $50,000. Uh, and if you want anything with similar... And if, gosh, similar performance, that's three seconds. Where are you then, Lamborghini Land? That's yeah, you're pretty close to Lamborghini area there. Three million Norwegian, probably. I don't know. That's four. That's six times. Six times the price. You're right. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I have a question about the Taycan. So when you when you let go of the accelerator in the Model Three, mm -hmm. it immediately regens. So yeah. for the for the Porsche, you press the brake right, and then regen happens, and then braking happens. Right? Yes, partly. You 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 can put on some region, but when you're used to the, and that's another thing with the Tesla. Not, not nothing wrong with any other car maker out there with lots of good EVs, but the the motor control unit on the Teslas are fantastic because the millimeter precision on that is you you, you can just modulate any speed. It's just moving your foot, tiny little mm -hmm. movements, and then you come to the Porsche, you lift off, and it, even when you put the region on. Because there's a toggle switch in the menu somewhere. It does region a little bit, but they've they've decided to put all of the region on the brakes. And the brakes are fantastic. I mean, look at those brakes. The They're brakes. huge. They do stop the car rather well. Um, and they've blended the region braking and everything else into very, very smoothly. So you don't, but it is a little bit, when, you, when you're used to one pedal driving, going back to actually using the pedal, it's slightly. Why do you do this? But that's their choice and it works and that's how it is. Yeah, yeah. so on the uh, topic of the Taycan, when you were saying how quick it is low in the low end, how would it compare to the Model 3 Performance, which is quicker on paper than the 4S? Would you I say would the Taycan is, would you say the Taycan feels quicker than the I Model 3 Performance? I haven't driven the 
3p in a year and a half so i shan't really say but I probably my experience with tesla in general is that it's probably just obliterate that porsche uh simply because of the insane reactionness of 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 of, of the sensitivity of the of the the way the motors in the teslas react in general and um but this was a 4S. I would imagine if it was a turbo or a turbo S, turbo or a turbo S, it would even the playing field quite a lot. And 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 of course, I, have the, I was just on the track with my with my car. Now it impressed me very much. But when it comes steering field, brake field, just communications with the car, as a, from a driving point of view, the Porsche is in a different league entirely. And, and you just drove the Mini, right? No, I, I haven't driven the Mini, but I've driven the, I drove the i3 when I okay. visited them. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, besides a powertrain, front or rear wheel drive, they're basically same horsepower numbers. It's just yeah. the i3S motor. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the Mini is also, but uh, on steering field front, the Teslas are, are good. But the Mini and the Jag and the and, and the Porsche is in a different league. They much more. And I just like the feel of those cars better. Uh, but when I came back, I've, I've I've been. I remember the first time I drove. I owned the Porsche and an old, dear, cool one, and then I drove a new one, a brand new 911S, a 997, and I don't know, 2007 or something like that. Came back to my car was like, Ugh, this is boring. It's slow. It's noisy. You you can drive that. I don't care. It's I don't want this car anymore. You know, you had that feeling, a letdown. And when I came back to the Tesla, I was prepared. This is going to be you know, lower grade and all that. And it 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 it, it wasn't entirely. It felt like. How should I put this? It felt like seventy percent of the car for forty percent of the cost in the sense you can quantify things. So it's not really that bad. Of course, if you want the Porsche, you want the experience and all that, then you go and buy the Porsche. But it's an expensive car. Is it worth it? Well, that's, you know, is a Bugatti worth it? That's a relative question. Yeah, it is. And they all have different qualities. You know, the Tesla has its in immense storage capabilities. It's it's speed, it's supercharged network, it's updates. The Porsche has its build quality and its driver feel and you know, you choose what you want and what you have the money to buy. So I have a question. So for lots of people who are interested in electric cars here, we've all heard of the, the ID three, which is not coming here. Have you ever driven a golf and is it similar to the ID three? Actually I drove the Latest gen, well, last gen, as it were, uh, Eagle for a few years back. And I found it very nice. I liked it a lot. Uh, uh, good cars, good headlights, and the swiveled around corners, something Tesla don't, should. Um, and then uh, I drove the ID3 recently, and it makes the Golf seem like something middle of the, something from middle of last week or something. <laughs> it just completely obliterated. So how's body roll and how's the acceleration and other things in that nature of the ID3? Well, it is, it's not a Jaguar and it's not a Porsche. It, it, I mean, it is a people's car. So, you know, it, 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 but it is decently, it's comfortable. Uh, it doesn't fall over in corners. It's sort of fun to drive in that kind of, you know, 
uh, middle of the road kind of way. So it's it's not very sporty. It's not overly comfortable. It's somewhere in the middle, and uh, yeah, it's okay. It's all right. So I would you be interested in like an R thirty two version of the E Golf? Do you think it it would be kind of the right chassis and platform for sort of like a performance version of it, like like a golf? Why would you? Why would you mean of the other three? Yeah, ID three. The Volkswagen yeah, yeah. mentioned there are our version, or there will be an R version coming for for the ID three. I would love that. That would be great fun. Yeah, I think because the too. car the car looks the front's a little bit strange, but you get used to it, and the DRLs look very nice in, in the dark. But but the, the, towards the back they have this spoiler, and it really cuts it off in this. Uh, I, I like the look of it. I've seen a lot of them on the roads here now, so you kind of grow into it, yeah. and uh, it has potential absolutely. Uh, uh, so I was thinking, why couldn't VW Sport uh, Sported, you know, do something with this? There was yeah. rumor once that that we're supposed to build this uh, Nismo Leaf. Never happened, but you know, could be fun. That'd be quite quite. Yeah, cool. do you remember the? Uh, it was the Nissan Leaf. I forgot. It's like E Force or something, and it was going to be the all-wheel drive version. Yeah, they spoke of and- that a few years ago. Yeah, that seemed pretty interesting. Like zero to sixty around six seconds, and all that. I mean, it seemed like a pretty fun car to drive from the videos I've seen, but they never produced it. That's so sad because I've been thinking. I mean, I've driven most of my life. I've had old crap cars for you know just old bangers because that's what you can afford, and then you realize you're tired of using. A lot of money on fixing things and you do the math and you figure out okay i could I, I actually buy a brand new electric car at least in norway because we have a massive 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 taxation on the cars in norway they're very very expensive and what the politicians decided to do is to remove those taxes for the electric cars so the price parity is different and and, and, and among other things that's why they sell because they're relatively cheap uh so i financed the kia soul and i saved money because i didn't have to pay for things breaking down all the time um um but i don't think i don't think the manufacturers have realized for the first first of all electrics is the big democratizer of power there's no other combust the the there's no other uh other kind of you know you get horsepower in electric cars that you just don't see anywhere else at that price point in that class. And, and to build a halo car, a Nismo or a Mugen or whatever of, of for instance, a Leaf or, or what have you, could have, you, okay, you made some Nismo Duke. They made six of them or something. They were expensive, but they were halo. 600 horsepower. You know. Yeah, they were crazy, but they created a lot of press. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, but they don't, I don't seem to think they understand. And I don't think they understand. Well, you have the platform, you have the battery pack, you have done that. You've done the heavy, the heavy, heavy, um, you know, the, you've thrown the big money at it. To put in a bit more powerful engine or a bit more powerful fuse box or whatever you need, it isn't that much more expensive and you can take a lot more, take a, you know, charge a lot, lot more for it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they could even make it a, option for who knows twenty five hundred three five thousand more to have an all-wheel drive version with double the horsepower and i think that would be pretty interesting yeah and you're basically printing money yeah 
So I've heard you're driving the Xiaopeng P3, I think. Is that yeah. on Friday? Is there G3, any... I think. Yeah, on Friday, this Friday. Yeah, this Friday. Um, is there any, like, preconceptions you have with the car before you drive it, or...? Uh, not really. I know Bjorn tested it a while back, uh, but and I've, I've seen it actually in Oslo by a pure accident. I was walking by there. Um, many people say, oh, I will never buy anything from, from China's a dilemma because they make the world's best products. They make every product you use in your life, most of them. And the political system and the way they treat people are disastrous. It's really, 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 really not bad. But you can't really overlook them. You can't, you can't not, you know, you have to. And the cars, okay, they're relatively cheap. They don't have the fit and finish of, say, an Audi. And they've basically lifted off every fair pattern test like you throw at them. But they give you a lot of car for the money. And I think they should be overlooked at your peril because people buy, if you, if, if you take Kia Hyundai 15 years ago, they were cheap crap cars no one wanted to buy. Now they build really good products and the Chinese are going to do the same, the same journey. They're just going to use five years of getting there. So I'm going to be very, very interested to see how this, for, how this car actually feels and how it runs and how it is to experience and how the user interface used, uh, are and how, how quickly they've learned to do things properly. Because many yeah. European manufacturers still don't know how to, use, to do this properly. Yeah, that would be very interesting to see how the, because I've seen the UI in there looks pretty similar to Tesla. And that would just be interesting. And not to mention the windshield. I mean, a lot of the cues are taken from Model X. It'll be interesting to see what you think about it. Yeah, it's a scaled-down Tesla in many ways. Um, and it's a scaled-down Tesla at half of the price. And you can say, okay, you don't get a million horsepower, but who, who, who cares? Who, you, what, what are you going to do that do that anyway, you know? And you get decent range. Uh, don't know the charge speeds, because in my mind, you need the range after a certain X. And then uh, everything above that is, is, is then charge speed gets important because then you're traveling and then you need charge speed. You don't necessarily need that, that more range. Uh, now I run a small Peugeot, the E208. Uh, and it's a good little car, but the user, the user, the user interface, rubbish. Yeah, even today I was looking for something. I got lost in four submenus before I found it. If the G3 have made the, have copied the Tesla's user interface. They're the best menu system in the world because it's all tabs. You never get mm -hmm. lost anywhere. You just find it and then you're out again. And the responsiveness of the Tesla screen is amazing. When you compare it to yeah. some of the other competitors where you like click and then you wait a couple seconds and then the whole screen refreshes. No, I completely agree with that. I think, I think Tesla got it perfectly with the, it's basically like pressing physical buttons when you press it and it's instant I think it's I mean the best thing that it should be everything it, it is the best be. thing since sliced cheese except for one thing they don't have haptic feedback yes I was saying that's, that too that's what yes Andrew was talking about that I mean I think that would be perfect if they have a couple haptic motors maybe four of them or I mean whatever but four of them one for the 
top quadrant or two for the top quadrants and two for the bottoms. So you know when you're clicking on something that mm. you're actually clicking, not just, you know, because especially if you're driving and you try to try to like turn down your AC. I don't know why this light's flickering. It's creeping me out. But the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, when you click on something, it's hard to tell if you've actually clicked on it and then you got to take your eyes off the road and then, so yeah, I agree. The haptics would be. Yeah, well, benefit. you could use to any system, and I could use it uh, like the Kia Hyundai. I mean, the Kia. I mean, I also had an an and before that. So, so was the first electric car I bought. Um, they have a relatively decent user interface as well, and you could use to everything. So, and you don't really look that much at the screen. It's, it's, as long as you have good uh, steering wheel buttons that, that you can run most things of, you don't really look. But I agree with you. The Audi and the VW and the Porsche all have haptic feedback, and it really does make a difference. Because you just, you, you don't have to look, you can just glance and guide your way, and then you know you hit the button or not. And the Ionic is a very underrated car, by the way. Mm -hmm. So you said you owned one? Yeah. I had it as a wait car for seven years. I said seven years, seven months between the Kia Soul and the and and the Tesla. I've ordered the Tesla, but it didn't arrive in a while. And then you know, yeah. So the Ionic is, if I was right in my research, it's an air cooled battery, correct? Probably yes. There's some fans running there, but the find the nice thing about it, unlike the Leaf, um. You can basically quick charge it all day and it doesn't really degrade anywhere in speed. Not much anyway. It doesn't matter. And the old one at least. There's I think it was 2016 to last year. Uh, that topped out at 60 to 7, 60, 65 kilowatt hour, uh, kilowatt peak charge speed. And that gives uh, even though the range isn't all that much, it charges relatively quickly. And the new one, they've upped the range, but the charge time, the peak charge rate and the after charge time has fallen almost by 50%, which is strange. Hmm. Interesting. And trying to think about what else about the Ionic. So the, how would you say the interior quality is on the Ionic versus, let's say the Tesla, for instance. And I'm not well, sure what trim you had. I uh, had everything, I think, apart from sunroof. Uh, but, but, but as with all Kia's, Kia Hyundai cars, most of them anyway, at least in Europe, I don't know how it is in America. Uh, it, in, in typical Asian car building fashion, they don't, I mean, they're well-built cars. They're just not built like an Audi, but they will never mm -hmm. break down. They're like a Mazda. Everything is where you expect it to. It's a little bit boring, but they're solid and 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 they're kind of traditional and slightly boring. But 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 they're, you know. So if you want a car, and you don't care about anything else, they're great. And they give you a lot of a, they give you a lot of equipment for the for the price. Like for instance, you have the heated steering wheel, heated and cooled seats, and 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 backup cameras and all that stuff. You know, if you want that. If you want that in a Mercedes, for instance, say an A-Class or, you know, whatever, you, or take the E-Nero and then you can compare it to the Audi e-tron uh, if you want, you know, 
if you pretend they're at the same base price, they're not, but if you pretend they are, if you want to spec mm -hmm. one up to the level of the other, you have, um, if you can add at least $20,000 to that. Hmm. Yeah, I know the uh, e-tron is definitely, I've been playing around on the configurator and the options, those go up quick. But then you get stuff that, like the soft closed doors are nice, but I don't, I mean, I'm not buying Neutron, obviously, but I mean, to spend, I think it's, I forgot how much money, but it's several thousand dollars to upgrade with the trim to get that. And I don't, I don't really see that as something that's absolutely worth it. There are two, or at least there were five years ago. And I don't know how it is now. There were basically two brands carrying the entire VW group financially. Uh, almost on the two brands, at least on the mass market, and that's Audi and Porsche. VW as a brand, they're losing money. Uh, Seat, they never really got Seat to work anywhere. It's just a lost project. They have fun, Skoda. I'm sure they make money on them, but not really massively. Uh, so why? Because they are high premium brands that can take basically unlimited amount of money from their customers paying for everything. So you, you can... The good thing about the German car is that you can get anything you want. If you want a bright yellow seat with a cow on top of it, you can, you can. You just have to pay for it. With, say, a Lexus or a Toyota or a Kia, you get that car, but you get every, all the equipment for free in the car. So mm -hmm. it's two different ways of thinking and two different philosophies. You know, it's one better on the other, but well, that depends partly on how you like things and also partly on your wallet, I imagine. Yeah, I agree. So anyways, it looks like our free time limit is ending on Zoom because <laughs> probably upgrade soon. Uh, I liked fault. all the Sorry points. About that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was so, a good conversation. We had a, we yeah, had a good very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting to, to take a look at uh, what other people think about certain electric cars. I mean, I think still the stigma in the entire market is electric cars are boring besides Tesla. I mean, people, yeah, know about the Taycan and stuff like that, but in general, people's perspective of electric cars is, is quite low. It's, I know in Norway, it's a little bit different, but especially here, it's a... We still have our fights. I just had one now with a diesel head. You just little better. No, do not go away. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think it's always important to, to talk to other people who've driven other cars. I think 95% of electric cars are more fun than most of your standard 100%. diesel cars. Single one of them and it doesn't have fun. to be expensive, yeah. too. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, there's a Fiat 500e. I test drove one. It was 4,900 bucks, and it was very fun to drive. I mean, it is. That's, it is great fun. It, yeah. It's a crap car, but it's a huge laugh to drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a Twizy, you know. It's like a, zero to six. Have anyone of you driven a Twizy? No, I have not. I neither. But I always wanted to. Because it, it just looks so bonkers. I, I love it. And I'd then it has scissor doors on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but that's I an option. The scissor yeah. doors. It doesn't come with doors. Oh, it doesn't? Oh. Not, not yeah. really, no. Option, At yeah. least not here. It's a, the, the doors are an option if you want weather protection. Yeah. <laughs> or if you want windows as well. Which is like, which should, shouldn't be an option, but is an option.
it is it is basically like quadricycle, uh, but it's a it, it it is Renault is a pretty big is it Renault? Renault, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a relatively big car maker, Renault Nissan. Um, they actually made something like this and put it in production. I think the only one that done something similar is Chrysler in the nineties and early two thousands. They had some crazy concepts. And they made that. They, they built the Viper, for instance, you know, and the <laughs> USC and a few other things. That also worked with the crazy cars. VW would have never done that. Ever. Because it's too risky. Yeah. Yeah, the, I see Volkswagen go for very uh, not risky. I mean, you you take a look at the ID three, and it it's not pushing the boundaries of looks. It's not pushing the boundaries of performance. It's not. It's kind of like your your average electric car, but it's still good. And I was wondering, like, would you consider purchasing an ID four or an ID three in replace of of I don't know. Uh, if I didn't the, have a Tesla, it it. it it's a decent car. It's a, I mean, it's a good product. So, you know, yes, it's a little, little bit pricey, maybe in some regards, particularly the ID3. The ID4 will be huge, though. Uh, because we're in Norway. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be, I mean, SUVs are the biggest uh, market, uh, the biggest market in the world, and has been so for the last 15 years. But, but um, no, I wouldn't have to stick to my Tesla. I will change it out when they come with the smaller European friendly car. Because uh, mm-hmm. one thing the, the small uh, French car reminded me of, it's very decent to have a small car with an actual turning circle around it so you can get around things. But, yeah, because uh, around here, Model 3 is the compact car. So it's really easy to drive around here. It's, it's just... The turning you build your the... society around the car. We built our society around Romans two thousand years ago, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this narrow. Yeah. So we have thirty seconds left of this free Zoom period. I'd uh, like to thank you for coming on. Very interesting yeah, conversation. Thank you for having me. Like... Thank you for coming, and I will uh, uh, happy to come uh, another time. Yep, yeah, sounds we're good. Happy to have you on again. It's happy to have you. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.